Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 27 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. It's titled, Let's Talk About the Mess in Our Retail Stores. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So I know I said I would come back today with an episode that isn't COVID-related, and I promise this one isn't full of doom and gloom, but it is kind of COVID-related. As a brick-and-mortar retail business owner myself, I simply can't deny what is going on right now, and although I have plenty of other topics that I could talk about, I feel like I would be doing an injustice to not address what we are experiencing now as a community of business owners. So my intention for this episode is to share what many independent retail business owners are physically experiencing within their brick and mortar spaces. What's happened within our four walls or however many walls you might have in your store. And as a result, what's going on in our brains, which really don't seem to shut off these days. I want you to to know that most likely what you're experiencing is what many other independent retail business owners are experiencing. Empathy is extremely important right now. First, I want to start off with a shopkeeper shout out. This podcast review was titled Easy to Understand and Listen to, and it was written by Regina of Country Heaven Home Decor and Gifts, and I will be sure to link her store's website in the show notes. Regina said, I've been listening to your podcasts in date order and have thoroughly enjoyed them. Each one is the perfect length of time. Little bits of important info. I'm sure I will be going back and listening to them again when I need a refresher. I'm so glad my friend told me about you and I look forward to continue learning from you. I have had my brick and mortar for a year now and really need to fine tune my business to figure out what is working and what is not. And she ended it by saying thank you. So Regina, I want to say thank you for the review. I think that's what many shopkeepers will be focusing on in the months to come. What is working and what is not working. And I have a few future episodes planned to talk about this. So stay tuned for that. But thank you so much for the review. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, so let's get started on this episode. So some brick and mortar stores are open and some are closed and some are somewhere in between. It's a really unusual place to be as a business owner. I'll be the first to say that. No matter where you are in the spectrum, many of us could relate to a recent Savvy Shopkeepers Facebook group post. It was written by a shopkeeper named Mary Kay. And Mary Kay, if you're listening, I want to say thank you for starting the conversation. But she asked if anyone else was experiencing an extremely messy store and fears about opening again. Well, the response in this conversation in the group... (laughs) really appeared to be unanimous. So many shopkeepers could relate with Mary Kay, and I could too. So I want to first address, how did our stores become so messy over the past two to three months? And there are lots of reasons for this. We had to shift from in-store sales to online sales. We had to start juggling messages from all over. We were getting Facebook messages, Instagram DMs, emails, text messages, phone calls, web chat messages. I mean, I can go on however many other ways people could communicate with you as as a retail business owner. 
And the reason was that so many of our customers were used to coming in and talking to us and seeing us regularly, and now they had to find a way to communicate with us online. So the messages just started coming in from everywhere, and that takes time. For some, we had to figure out how to, selling, how to sell gift cards online so that we could get a little cash injection in our business. And you wouldn't think that that would be a big deal, but that also takes time. And that took a little bit of an adjustment because some people had never sold gift cards before, or some people were trying to sell e-gift cards and needed to figure out how to get that set up. We had to start bagging and organizing orders for curbside pickup. And when I say we, I mean we as brick and mortar store owners. We had to coordinate curbside pickup. We had to box and package orders for shipping. And there were supplies everywhere. For some of us who have never shipped orders and you started offering shipping, now that meant that maybe you didn't have a designated space in your store for boxes and bubble wrap. And all of a sudden it started to take over either your storage room or maybe your actual retail area because you didn't have customers in the store anyhow. Some of us even had to shift to making things. I can't tell you how many shopkeepers I read about who were now making and selling masks, and they had never done that before. Or they were shifting and trying to find new items to sell. Um, Another popular thing that I saw, aside from hand sanitizer, which of course was huge, but puzzles or project things or craft kits, now all of that takes time. We had to start going live on Facebook and Instagram regularly so we could stay in front of our customers or clear out old merchandise or sell new merchandise. And when you go live on Facebook and Instagram, and let's say for instance, you're selling a large quantity of inventory, that takes space in your store and that takes a fairly good effort to run something like that. Whether you're using common sold software or whether you're doing it on your own, no matter what, it's a pretty pretty decent sized effort when you do something like that. So when you take all of these things into account, yeah, your store is going to get messy. And this leads to why did all of this cause a mess? Well, because whether you believe it or not, you had systems and processes in place for a brick and mortar retail store, for within that store, for the way that you ran your business before, and most likely not for an online store. And yes, there are many of us who were kind of dabbling in an online shop, maybe making an occasional sale, but this was a big difference. This went from, you know, maybe getting an an online order every day or a few per week to now multiple orders per day or maybe more, especially if you were selling masks or hand sanitizer. So we became different types of businesses. We became different types of stores. Um, Another reason would be that You know, for for many shopkeepers, we had team members that helped, but then you either had to let go of those team members or you had to lay them off. And many shopkeepers had to shift to running their stores and businesses alone or with very little help. And if you're used to a team of people doing all of that work and now you're shifting to doing it all alone, that's a huge adjustment. Another reason is many of us went from maybe a brick and mortar retail space to a warehouse and a shipping facility. Again, all reasons why our stores would have become so messy. If you had never really sold online prior to this, things definitely got messy, and I touched on this already, but I get it because it happened to me. So my sister and I have an online shop. Yes, we would sell online, 
The majority of our online sales were probably tickets for workshops and not necessarily physical products that we were shipping, although we did ship fairly regularly. But this was different. This was much more, much more frequently. So although in the basement I had a nice big rack with all of my shipping supplies, now we were shipping enough and frequently enough that everything had to come upstairs. And things got messy. (laughs) It actually got really sloppy. Um, But we weren't so worried about it because we were just trying to generate the revenue. We were trying to fill the orders. We were trying to get orders shipped quickly. We knew customers weren't coming in the store, so we didn't have to worry about what the store looked like. Yes, it was frustrating for us because we weren't used to seeing our studio like that, but it's just what had to get done. And I love that one group member said when she commented on Mary Kay's post, she said her store was such a mess that if someone broke into my, this is, I'm quoting her. She said, if someone broke into my shop, they would have to leave me a note that they had been there. (laughs) So funny, not funny. At this point, we just have to laugh at some things. And when I think about how messy our store became, I just have to laugh at it. You know, in the end, it wasn't for... It wasn't a bad thing that the store became messy. It was good. People were shopping with us. People were supporting us. We were getting, you know, orders upon orders and people were happy supporting us. And for that, I can't I can't be mad at that. Um, I can only laugh at, at how sloppy our studio became. But of course, we fixed it as we moved forward. But then the next thing that seems to happen during this process of your store getting messy and and then finding out that all of a sudden your, you know, your governor announced that you could open the store is that the fears started to kick in. And this kicked in for many shopkeepers. You know, I know one thought was for those, for those shopkeepers that were selling a lot of gift cards, you know, now there's the fear of is everyone going to come in at the same time and use their gift cards? You know, where you're seeing all this inventory go out the door, but you saw the cash already a month or two ago, and then you're not getting the cash. It's a weird thing with gift cards. I get it. But that was a genuine fear for some store owners. You know, the next one is, will I be able to afford to buy new inventory or resume my market orders? That was a huge one. You know, so many of us went to Atlanta in January, and for some shopkeepers, they'll order an entire year's worth of merchandise for their stores in January. My sister and I do that. Not everyone does it, but some do. And then you have to wonder, can I keep those orders? Can I keep the the companies from, you know, our vendors from shipping everything and charging our credit cards? So many fears. Um, The next one was, will they know, will our customers know that we have the same inventory? It feels stale to us, but will they know it's stale? Will we be able to sell anything when our doors open again? You know, those reopening fears really kicked in. And some of them were around safety. Like, will I be able to protect my customers, myself, and my team members from getting sick? What do I need to do to protect all of us? And this was a huge one. You know, there could be a massive list. I offer a free checklist of things that you can do to help protect your customers and ensure safety in the store. And, and I'll be sure to link it in the show notes, but that was another one. Like, what's too much? What's not enough? What's enough? Should I put a shield at my counter? Should I have hand sanitizer everywhere? Do I limit the number of people in my store? So many decisions to be made. And I completely get it. The new sponsor for this podcast is the Shopkeepers Academy. Tell me if you can relate to this as a shopkeeper. You crave sisterhood from other retail shop owners going through the same thing. 
You desperately search online for tools or education that will help you get ahead as a business owner, but Google is exhausting because you're busy running a business. And when you do find resources online, it isn't tailored to your type of business, an independent retail store. You need the guidance of lessons and information that empower you to keep your business afloat, or better yet, thriving in this stressful world. That's where the Shopkeepers Academy comes in. The Shopkeepers Academy is an online platform that was built specifically for independent retail business owners. It's a one-stop shop to sign up for education and community. Whether you want to grab an affordable ebook like a nine-page shipping guide, or get access to a comprehensive list of lessons by subscribing to the Shopkeepers Learning Lab, or if you want to join Master Shopkeepers, and that's a paid mastermind group of brick-and-mortar store owners, you'll know that every option in the Academy was designed for you, the independent retail business owner. I wanna help all brick and mortar retailers work less and profit more. Is this what you want to? Visit shopkeepersacademy.com for more information. And then the last concern, or probably not the last concern, but another concern that I had listed was, what does my competitor seem to be doing so well? that I'm not. So, so many times, it felt like there was enough extra time for everyone that some shopkeepers were stalking their competitors. That's not healthy either. I get it, there were so many unknowns, there still are so many unknowns. I've seen many shopkeepers overthink everything and get overwhelmed. So I just wanna say, if you're in the middle of this, if you haven't reopened yet, you're going to reopen, just take a minute to breathe. Take a minute to get back into your own lane, to think about what, not to think about what everyone else is doing, but to think about yourself, about the way you want to run your business, about what you think your customers would want or need, and just be logical about what are the best things that you can do within your own store. Don't worry so much about what everyone else is doing or trying to check all of the boxes because not everything, you might not have to implement everything that everyone else does. Take the time to breathe and think about what works best for you, your customers, and your store. And then once you do this and start taking action, then you can start thinking about this last question, which is what can or should I do now as a business owner? Because I think the one thing that we've all realized is this is changing our businesses. This is going to ch might change the way we do business in the future. But I have a list of things that I want you to do. So first, other than breathing and taking a moment to like get ready to reopen again, the first thing I want you to do is give yourselves a pat on the back. Most people can't do what an entrepreneur does to begin with. It takes courage, lots of work, and lots of grit. So for us to shift the way we did is commendable. I mean, we really shifted. So take a bow, treat yourself to something nice, and celebrate that win. And trust me, I know we aren't out of the weeds yet, but one thing I've learned on this boss journey is that I have to celebrate my wins. I have to take a moment to give myself a pat on the back and tell myself, nice job for getting through that. So I think that's really important first. Second is to give yourself some grace. You just went through a bit of a storm. You really did. 
Your store may not look the way you want. You may not have accomplished as much as you hoped you would. But give yourself some grace. No matter how much we think we can do it all, oftentimes we can't, and that's okay. Third, create an action plan to get you where you want to be. Write a to-do list. If you start hiring team members back, start delegating. If you have family members that can help, ask for help. It's more than okay to ask your loved ones for help right now. These are really, really trying, challenging times. Your customers love you and most likely will give you more grace than you give yourself. I I have to say we really are our worst critics. Fourth, it might be time for a business reset. And I just touched upon this before, but this might have already crossed your mind. Some alarms may have gone off in your head during the past two months about how you wanted to change things before, but you didn't. There was something in your gut telling you that maybe you should have been shifting or doing things differently. You might be too much in the weeds right now to think about this. So move forward with steps one to three and then revisit number four, which is the business reset when you can, but don't ignore it. In the next episode, I'll be talking about resetting your business. I'll also talk about my own personal experience with resetting because you know I'm right here with you. I'm experiencing many of the emotions, struggles, highs and lows right alongside you. So to summarize, yes, our stores are probably messy. Yep, we probably don't have it figured out right now. But one thing I do know is that we are trying our best and that has to be enough right now because no one, and I mean no one, has experienced this before. We're figuring it out as we go. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 27. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 27. Man, I always feel like I get so winded. (laughs) I think I talk too fast. But if you ever listen to an episode and feel like it'd help a friend or someone you know, please share it or leave a review. I know these episodes can help many other shopkeepers. Sharing and leaving reviews on the Apple Podcast app is one of the best ways that I can reach many other small business owners because it's just like social media. The more engagement I get on the podcast app, the more it will get shown to other retailers looking for similar podcasts. So until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.